0: And welcome in to Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. As we are halfway through the NLCS and the ALCS, I am Brandon. To my left, that is Michael. Below him is Wes. This is our playoff recap and kind of predictions here as we go forward. Gentlemen, and before we jump right into that, let's play the open and then we'll dive into some bourbon and baseball. This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. With your hosts, Brandon Spinner and
1: Michael Byrd.
0: Well, hello and welcome back in to Barrels and Barrels, a Bourbon of Baseball podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you are watching this live, don't forget to hit the comments section. Send us your comments. We'll talk about the baseball games that just finished and the one that's going on, but also recap what's been going on here so far in the playoffs. As I mentioned to my left, your right on the top right of your screen, Michael Burns. Below him is Wes. Uh, Wes, Mikey, welcome in. How are we all doing on this? What's today, Thursday? Today's Thursday.
2: I just got back from Boston this morning. I've been Boston. Boston.
0: So I had an
1: early flight this morning, so I'm a little
0: pooped. <laughs> a little pooped. Wes, how you doing, man?
1: Man, doing great. Doing great. It got a little chilly. Uh I'll call it chilly here in Florida. Uh oh boy. it was it was like fifties and people brought out their uh oh, really? major parkas and coats and stuff. Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, any iguanas fall out of trees yeah exactly it's always funny at this time of year when uh it it gets to be like winter in florida and you know winter you know uh, and people bring like their heavy coats for like 50 degree weather
2: (laughs) how are you sir brandon
0: hanging in there i finally got some days off so i'm doing the sober october thing but because this is a bourbon and baseball podcast i'm going to do two fresh cracks of two of my newest bottles that i just got from a local distillery so we'll jump into that later on It's been a couple weeks since all three of us were together. Before we jump into the baseball part, you're watching on YouTube. Barrels and Barrels Pod is where you can find us. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button below if you haven't done that already. We've got two different YouTube channels. We've got this one, which is our baseball channel. We also have a bourbon exclusive channel. So don't forget to check that out. BNB Bourbon, uh, which is very. It's grown quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. That's almost 150 subscribers, so go check us out there. We're nearly at 1,000 on this channel, so don't forget to hit the subscribe button below if you haven't done that already. This is brought to you by Whiskey Towers. Uh, if you don't know what a Whiskey Tower is, Mikey always likes to say, it's a beer tap for your bourbon. Uh, go to whiskytowers.com. You get 10% off your order if you use promo code All caps, Whiskey Weather. We're getting close to Christmas time. Uh, That would be a perfect gift for any of your whiskey-loving family, friends, or enemies. (laughs) but uh you can find us on instagram barrels and barrels pod also facebook and tiktok twitter is at barrels the letter n barrels and you can find us you maybe are listening to this uh on a later stream on apple spotify iheart google and amazon podcasts don't forget to rate us and review us there And again, don't forget to hit the subscribe button below uh, as we are here uh, in the playoffs. uh, Talking bourbon, talking baseball, this is going to predominantly be a baseball podcast. And before we go any further, Mikey Burns is wearing a t-shirt that you can get at CharlieMikeNeverWeekend.com. I always say it's the softest and most comfortable t-shirt I own, and that's not hyperbole. It just got... Adrian just bought one. She said it is indeed one of the comfiest shirts she's owned. I know Brian uh, Whiskey, who is uh, from Tenth Mountain Whiskey, says the same thing. And Wes, you have one as well. So uh, we're not just blowing smoke up your ass. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're literally telling you the truth. So go head on over to CharlieMikeNeverWeekend.com to go grab yours if you haven't done that already. So, gentlemen, I feel like the playoffs have gone by like that. It's October 20th. What do we think so far of the first few games of the ALCS and the NLCS?
2: I have one. I have one conspiracy. Of conspiracy.
0: That, Ooh. Oh, here we go. We
2: have, we know. The MLB is trading out balls in and out.
1: I think. Oh, oh man. I am a conspiracy theorist, and I'm going to 100% agree with Michael.
0: I think they've been doing that all season. Like it, juice balls and dead balls?
1: Yes. yes.
2: that yeah. you. There was a time during the Braves series that the pitcher did not request a ball, but he was told to take a new ball. Hmm. Depending Depends. on which batter came up. Cool. Oh. It was very it was a very happening moment in the So Braves every years. time
0: Jordan Alvarez comes to bat there's a a juice baseball. That's what you're trying to say.
2: <laughs> I mean, that guy <laughs> mashes. That dude absolutely mashes. I think he would smash a dead ball over the right field wall, but I
0: I will say the ball today in Arizona was not going anywhere. There were a couple balls that I thought were crushed and they didn't even make it to the track. Uh was, yeah. who's the th- who played third base for Arizona today? It was his first game that he started. He roped one in Guillermo. his first... Yeah, and he took it to the track, and <laughs> I thought that ball was gone. Um, someone else put one into right center field that just kind of died. I think it was on the Phillies. Was it Bohm, maybe? Uh, I think he had one that would have probably went to the wall on a normal day. Uh, that's a pretty good conspiracy theory. Yeah, uh,
2: because I had heard that the Acuna bases loaded home run off of Kimbrell was 109 miles an hour off the bat, and it didn't leave the ballpark. But you I would did, think
0: they'd be juicing that ball, though.
2: Not if they want the Phillies. Not if it's all about the Phillies. If MLB hmm. is is now, you know, like the NFL scripts their games. What if, oh, yes. If the MLB is trying their best with these balls. But Acuna's ball was not 109. I went back and looked. It was only 97.5 miles an hour exit velocity. I don't think he got it flush.
0: I think he got it a little bit off the inside of the bat, rather than off the the barrel. It looked better. I was watching it without sound, and I jumped out of my chair. I was at right. work, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I saw was it Rojas makes the catch in left center field, no. but
2: then Schwarber hits one off the cap. I thought it the the then color commentators thought he broke his bat because he got it so off the end cap, four
0: hundred twenty feet.
2: Yeah, right field. A ball, a pitch on the outside corner, off the end of the bat. He was out in front of it, and he poked it over. Like you said, four twenty.
0: Mikey's just mad that his pick for the World Series is done.
1: Well, I'll I'll say that my bracket <laughs> pick, ago, my preseason pick, right? Your preseason pick still in play? Huh. Uh, two years ago, there was a random group of uh, I don't It was a group of baseball fans. That took uh, MLB baseballs and did a study on them, Mm -hmm. and compared it to previous year's baseball. And this is when the pitchers were complaining a lot about the baseball is different. The like I can feel it. The baseball is different, and you kept hearing that in the media. And the entire report came out about that. You know, not verified by any means because it wasn't you know like MLB that did the did the study, obviously, and they showed you why the baseballs were different. Um, ever since then, man, like I've been a conspiracy theorist. I 100% believe MLB inserted juice balls into Aaron Judge's 62 run last year. 100% believe that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I 100% believe they've been doing that all year. And the day, if you guys remember the day that MLB scored more runs, there were more runs scored in MLB in a single day there were some balls that left the yard on that day where I was like, this is this is not real.
0: Is that the day think we had like 50 home runs hit?
1: Yeah, there was more home runs and more runs scored than any single day ever in MLB history. I think
0: there were like 14 teams that scored 10-plus runs. We were doing a podcast yeah. live oh, at, yeah. at that moment. Mike, I was like, another team just scored. Another team just scored 10. Uh, those are pretty good conspiracy theories. We'll see uh, if it works out to the MLB uh, their, so, they're good.
1: Good people out there on social media. There's some really smart people. Somebody figure that out for us, all right? <laughs> and then report. And then report back.
0: Yes. Disassemble the home run ball that you caught in, <laughs> in Citizen Bay <laughs> Ballpark. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's talk about that series first. Uh, obviously, after tonight, the Phillies still lead the series two-one, but uh, the Diamondbacks come back with a walk-off two-one victory in what was. The, I would say that might be the best game of the playoffs so far. I think just right Uh, out of every game that have been played, that may have been the most suspense outside of that Braves, Acuna um, walk grand slam. That wasn't, I get that would probably be the most suspense that I think I've had in a game. And it wasn't even a clinching game. It was game three or yeah. Game three of the series as the Diamondbacks get the first win, of the series and the first time that they actually look like they can play some baseball. Uh, what did you think so far? The first two games of the series, let's start with the two games in citizens bank. That place is insane.
2: Yeah. Was it us that shared that the, after that Arcia whole fiasco getting the Phillies fans and everything all ramped up that they had a fake, uh, Done some like a fake Twitter account for D backs fans, yeah. yeah. Trying to get them even like amp up, let that keep rolling into the next
1: series. Somebody created a fake Twitter account that was apparently trolling the Phillies (laughs) to try and get them going to propel them through the championship series.
0: (laughs) Hey, it's we talked about it last week a little bit, you and I, Wes. Michael Jordan always would find something, right. Whether it was yeah. this guy talked shit about me, right? But he didn't. Or if he did, it was the most minuscule thing. But some athletes just try to use every little bit in peace. You sent us uh, what AA's, uh, Alex Anthopoulos's yeah, response Anthopoulos' response to that was. Um, what do you think about his answer? And for those of you who don't know, he just said that it's a distraction uh, but most of those players tune it out the moment they hit the field. Do you think that that's true, or do you think that that's kind of a, a cop-out?
1: Um, I think that's true for most players, and in any regular situation, I find that very hard to be true in that particular environment. Um, I, I love AA, man. I think he's one of the best GMs in the game. I think that was the political answer he had to give. Yeah. To be quite honest, uh, you know, sure. he's not going to sit there and say, Yeah, absolutely. That had something to do with it. And then now he throws his own player under the bus. Like, mm-hmm. ah, he can't do that. Right. Um, so I think that was the political answer. And I, I do believe there is some truth to that. I think there are players that are able to just let that go in one ear or out the other. They hop on the field. And once that light switch goes on, Man, they're good, and they're good to go. You know, a guy like Bryce Harper is probably like that. But also, <laughs> you give him that one percent, like we got, we talked about, and right and propel him through. But I, I liked what AA said. said. Um, I think it was it was about as good of an answer as you could have provided, Michael.
2: It definitely got to Arcia. Mm-hmm. If you saw it's... him in the dugout, he just could not leave the fans. The fans weren't leaving him alone. Give him that. But right. he could not tune them out. And you have to wonder if that guy's pressing now at the plate a little bit more, mm-hmm. trying to shut them up. Cause how bad they were, they were, they were bothering him. He can't oh, deny that. For sure, that.
0: For sure. You, could tef- you could definitely tell that he, they were under his skin, especially in game four when the Phillies were in the lead. So that carried over into game one Bryce Harper, his birthday hits a mammoth home run blows out the candles. Is that what he did? Yeah, he put up 3-1 and went. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've got to put this out there. That was really cool,
1: though. That was really cool.
0: Yeah, i got to put this out there. Brian Anderson, the announcer on TBS right now, is awful. He has messed up multiple calls. And I'm like. Nope, that's that's not JT Ramuto behind the plate because Moreno is on the Diamondbacks and JT's in Philly. Uh, he he said, and Harper holding up four fingers for his fourth home run in the playoffs. <laughs> nope, it, it's his 31st birthday. Uh, <laughs> and he had three and one. Is that, um, yeah,
1: why, would he, yeah. why yeah. would he say four? Is that Brian he... Anderson from the Rays?
0: No, he is the uh, Milwaukee Brewers um, play-by-play guy on TV. Uh, he's been doing playoffs for a while. Uh, Joe, uh, not Joe Buck, but, um, the Joe, uh, the, uh, the, the Dodgers had, uh, play by a guy. I, I love him. He's doing the Fox game right now for, uh, with Smoltz. He's been great, but even he messed up last night, but Brian Anderson has been trash here in the postseason. Uh, not only in this series, but I think in the Phillies and the brave series, he was pretty rough as well. Um, but, what I what I've thought about that first game is Philly jumped out on top. Gallon was the best chance I thought that the Diamondbacks had, and they put up five on him in the first five innings. He only goes five innings, gives up those five earned. Uh, now they crawled back and made it a 5-3 game. Kimbrell made it a little hairy, as he tends to do in the ninth inning, but they still got the W. Um, and then they just came out in game two and exploded 10 to nothing. Now they lost game three. Do you guys have any doubts on the Phillies?
1: No, I. The one take I had on that was when the D backs lose the Zach Gallon game, it felt a lot like the Braves losing the Spencer Strider game. Both of them? Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. You know, Ga- I mean, yeah, Gallon's going to pitch again, right? Like, yeah. If they don't win that game, then, I mean, their chances are, are pretty slim. Right. You know, I, it, there was no way that the Braves were going to beat the Phillies losing both Spencer Strider starts. I don't see how the Diamondbacks even come close if, you know, they already lost the first gallon start. I don't see how they come close if they lose another one.
0: Yeah. So today, uh, in game three, the big deal was the starting pitching. <laughs> the two pitchers that we probably didn't think were going to have a pitcher's duel we go Ranger Suarez and Brandon Fott. I spelled his name wrong. It's two A's, not two D's. Uh, But he pitched like he had a big D today because (laughs) (laughs) five and two-thirds, two hits, nine strikeouts. That was a career high. Ranger Suarez, five and one-third, three hits, one walk, one strikeout. Now, Fott goes 70 pitches through those five and two-thirds. And in our text chain, I know, Michael, you said 70 pitches, five and two-thirds, no run runs. What's the deal? Two hits. Yeah, two hits. Two hits, hits, 70 pitches. What do you think?
2: I they I think the game before they yanked Merrill Kelly too early and they're they're pressing their bullpen more than they have to. Let their best guys go at it. Mm-hmm. Um I, I let your starting pitchers who've been who've been doing it all year stretch it out. Don't don't go to your bullpen I, too early if you don't have to. Merrill I, Kelly should have stayed in longer, game two. Um fat I, I didn't get to watch this game, but just going off of
0: those stats. He was dealing. He was dealing. Uh he pitched <laughs> that was the best I've seen him pitch all season. He had a five-seven two ERA all season. But Wes, what were you gonna say?
1: I'm just tired of front offices determining games before they're ever played. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, to me, that's a front office move, right? Because if I'm a manager and that guy's absolutely dealing, like I'm gonna let him go until mm-hmm. he gets into trouble. And and Brennan Fott was dealing right like mm-hmm. I, I get sticking up. to this script and like trying to get you know this is
2: a money ball process
1: but yeah it's exactly not, it I mean you're same not going to start paying it you tonight
2: you're not going to yeah. start paying you tonight why is that my <laughs> scorecard <laughs>
1: no <laughs> Detroit. Team. <laughs> yeah. I will I will say it didn't end up hurting the diamond bats because they walked it off mm-hmm. you know it was awesome to see. That's the best piece of the playoffs so far. But I don't know, man. I just, I loved what Boach did the other day, and we talked about it, letting, uh, I forget the reliever, the lefty that went five, six innings. Like, he was yeah. dealing. Bradford. Oh, man. Yeah, Bradford. God, I Chad just, Bradford? Man, I'm, I'm, yeah.
0: <laughs> He almost pitches like him from the left side. Um, so I totally, I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I did catch during the game that Tori Lovello said, He only feels comfortable with Fott going to face 18 batters. And that's exactly the amount of batters he faced. So then I dug into it, and here's why. Look at (laughs) uh, his OPS through the first time through the order, 6.45. Second time through the order, 8.21. Third time through the order, 1.192 which is astronomical and his batting average against in the third time through the order is 397. So basically four out of every 10 at-bats, they get a hit. And by the OPS and the uh, some, the slugging with that was over 770, I believe. That means yeah. that they're doing damage. He yeah. was just about to face Kyle Schwarber for the third time, but he had struck out Schwarber twice in two at-bats. But they talked to Kevin Long during the game. Um, the Phillies hitting coach, and they said, what do you think about this kid? He's shutting you down. He goes, we've never seen him. All we've seen is him on tape. So this is the first time our guys are seeing his pitches, his ball, how it moves, and I think Tory was scared to throw him out there in a game where, honestly, it's do or die, right? If you go down 3-0, we've only seen one team ever come back from a 3-0 series deficit. Yeah. And I don't. Th- I think that's in all sports, right? Has any other team outside of the Red Sox done it? I
1: think that was the big, I, big deal of it. I, it's been done three to reason, one. Hockey. I'm pretty sure there's. It's been done.
0: Oh yeah, the Flyers did it against the Bruins back in 2010, and then the Blackhawks went out and beat them in the Stanley Cup Championship. But uh, as a Blackhawks fan, I just had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I understand why they did it. But I would have left them in. Like he's dealing five and two thirds, 70 pitches. His career high in innings is seven innings, which was done earlier on in the season. Um, This is the best he's looked in the majors. The last three games in the playoffs. Absolutely. He,
2: That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is those numbers might be inflated from his early season where he was absolutely atrocious mm-hmm. and couldn't even be relied on Um, uh, where now this, this, the last month or even especially the playoffs, He's been what they were expecting out of him, the minor league pitcher of the year or strikeout leader last
0: year. I will say his September wasn't the best. He gave up uh, 12 runs in just over a quick math, 23, 24 innings. So 455, that's not terrible, but uh, he got beaten up a bit by the Cubs and then the Yankees put five on him. Um but he's pitched very well in the playoffs so far, I believe. Uh, whether yeah, it was limited great. relief um, or I think he started and went three and two thirds in Game One versus the the Brewers, wasn't it? I think he was the Game One starter versus the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would have I would have sent him back out. And I was surprised the bullpen usage by the Phillies when they were up one nothing. I'm surprised they went to Kirkering in the seventh inning there, where they had Dominguez. They they haven't really thrown him at all, have they? Dominguez. Yeah.
1: One inning? Yeah. Maybe two innings. I'll uh, I'll find it.
0: Yeah. So cuz they've but, got Kirkering, Dominguez, Alvarado, Kimbrel. Uh I feel like they have one more arm. They went with Hoffman before that.
1: Right. Kirkering has been pretty good though. He I mean, was. He he, he shaky yeah. in that in that inning, but he's been he's been lights out. Ooh, and the oh, Texas uh, Rangers
0: get on the board. Am uh, I ahead of you guys? You, yeah, no, I'm, I'm ahead this, of
2: you actually tonight, Brandon. Let's, <laughs> let's go. This again. Just very little. <laughs>
0: uh, Adolis with uh or Adolis, however you say it, with a solo. So Houston, as we're watching, this currently leads three to one in the bottom of the second. But Adolis or Adolis, however you want to say it, three hundred and seventy nine ah. foot bomb. Shoots
1: like that, man. I hope he hits a home run. Good lord. <laughs> my eyes.
0: <laughs> Here's the bourbon portion of the podcast, by the way.
2: Oh, some <laughs> Boone County.
0: Boone County. Yeah. This just dropped a couple of weeks ago. I picked it up the other day. This is a Wait. maple cask finished. Oh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. So, this comes in at uh 108.8 yeah, proof. The maple
2: kind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, this is so sweet. This will be my first pour, um, well, second pour here in the month of October as I'm doing sober-ish October. But well, back to um, the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. So two-one Phillies up in the series. They've outscored the Diamondbacks within those three games, fifteen to four now because uh, they got three in the first game. So that this final, uh, so that's seventeen to four. Guess that didn't update. Uh no, sixteen to four. Man, math is hard some days. The uh, so sixteen to four, they have controlled the series until game three. What do we think from here on out?
1: I still think it's an uphill battle for the Diamondbacks. They have to take every game in Arizona to have a real chance. Mm-hmm. Because Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola have been absolutely lights out. I mean, they've, they've been the true aces. aces that that they've been in their careers. So. Um, yeah, I think it's still an uphill battle for, for the D backs. And I know they walked it off tonight, but I mean, the Phillies bullpen K- K- uh, Kimbrell, uh, he was pretty shaky. So I can't say that it was. I just, I, you just feel like the, the Diamondbacks are overmatched, that the Phillies are just going to run away with it. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it was one of those things where Domino just happened to fall Diamondbacks' way today. Yeah. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the next two games go to go to the Phillies.
0: So they have announced that Christopher Sanchez is going to start Game Four. Um, he hasn't pitched at all in the playoffs so far. Uh, the last game that he did pitch, I believe, was on September the thirtieth. I think I just saw. Uh, they they have not announced who's pitching for the Diamondbacks yet. Sanchez pitched they don't know one <laughs> inning. Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be a bullpen 30th.
1: game. My, right. I imagine it's going to be a bullpen game because they need another day to get back to Gallon and yep. they don't have anybody else they trust.
2: Do you yeah, just I, reset your rotation though and just do four days rest because it's a to go to a bullpen game in a near must win game.
1: Yeah, but I mean,
0: yeah, but then game seven, uh, you're going to bullpen game.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, he could go one for seven. Yay. and make it rather maybe he doesn't go 7 innings but he gives you 5 and then you're it's not so much of a it's not Tommy Henry going out there for 3 Ryan innings Ryan Nelson Ryan Nelson, <laughs> Ryan
1: Nelson.
0: Yeah. um
1: he imploded
0: so who do we think wins this and in, in how many games Wes
1: I got Phillies in 5
0: Phillies in 5 Michael
2: uh we'll say Phillies in 6 we'll say the Diamondbacks squeak out one more at home um, But that the two, where he said the two aces, the bats, I mean, mm-hmm. th- four, four Phillies are hitting above 300 and freaking Trey Turner is batting above, is batting 500.
0: Yep. Coming into today, what did he go today? Did he go two for four or one for yes. four? Two for four. Okay. So he's still, he's, still,
2: he's still batting 500. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane
0: with three home runs <laughs> and four RBI. Dude is
1: in the, uh, in the LCS, both AL and, you know, the Phillies have seven of the top 13 hitters in OPS.
0: And they have the best ERA amongst all baseball yeah. teams. They've given up. I saw that. You, you in, shared.
2: That was nuts.
0: With the full runs they've given up in this three game series, plus they didn't give up a ton to the Braves. Uh, and then they destroyed the Marlins. Their ERA, I think, is under two combined in the postseason so far as an entire team, not just starting staff, but including the relievers and all that. Uh, and that's pretty insane. I'm going to go Philly in five as well. Uh, I just think that they're going to jump all over whoever it is coming up to start. Like Whoever pitches for the Diamondbacks game four has to shut down the first three because if he doesn't get out of the first inning, the Diamondbacks have yeah, no, shot. No, no, no shot. There's no coming
1: back. Yeah.
2: The Diamondbacks don't have the bats that, that as like the Phillies do. Right. Corbin the, Carroll hit, hits well,
1: and uh, like Christian Walker can run into one. Uh, you know, Corbin Carroll can obviously we know what he can do. But you don't look at the Diamondbacks lineup and you're like, hey, you could go back to back, score two runs off the bat and be you know up two zero. Like you don't see that in the Diamondbacks lineup. you look at the Phillies lineup and you're like, they could be up 4-0 in the first inning with four hits. You know? Right. Um, and and they can score in bunches. The Diamondbacks, they got to kind of create offense. They gotta get they got to get momentum going. They gotta, they need to steal a base. They need a, a hit and run like.
2: And they speaking can hit of and stealing runs, bases,
1: but,
2: stealing bases, they're not stealing. Corbin Carroll's not running.
1: Neither is Trey is that, either. Yeah, Trey Turner. I I don't know what's going on in the playoffs, but there are not near as many stolen bases as I anticipated, and I'm not sure why. Nothing has changed. The no, you know.
0: I, I, I wonder know. if we're getting to that analytics where it's all out or precious, precious, right? Well, you see that, do that again. Hey, it it happened last quotes. time too. Is it this? Is it air
1: quotes? It
0: so for those of you listening, that's incredible. Uh, for those of you listening on Apple, uh, I Heart radio, Google podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon, uh, I made air quotes, and balloons just flew across my camera. I have no idea what's going on here. How are you
2: doing that? You're magic, man.
0: I don't Ooh, Magic fingers. That's what the ladies say. hey yo hey Or one lady says. Um, He's a married man. He's a married man, listeners. <laughs> um, but where were we, what were we talking about when that happened? Stolen bases. Oh, stolen bases. And yeah, analytics. the analytics um, behind all this is... Every out is precious, right? You don't want to waste an out in the postseason because all outs matter more than they do in the regular season. But still, you've got the two of the be- three best base stealers in the league between Trey and Corbin Carroll. Both of them are over, what, 40? And I think Carroll was in the 50s. Yep. So w- when they get on, that's what causes issues on the base paths, right? You force them to get you out, not the yep. other way around. Because, Remember Schwarber last year? Right.
2: Just he just ca- cause him put more pressure on the pitcher, right? That he's looking at you and he's not able to focus at that home at that catcher's mitt as much. Where if you right. if you're just gonna sit there and worried about the analytics there, I'm 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 lifting. I'm not slide stepping. I know right. you're not going.
0: You're making more of a mistake pitch, um, because you're worried about the guy on the base. You mentioned something, Wes, is they have to manufacture runs ra- rather than the Phillies. They can just mash and put up runs in bunches. That was one thing. Tori Luvello Mentioned before the game tonight was he said he wanted the Diamondbacks and he told the team to get back to Diamondbacks baseball, which has been that, right? It's the manufacturing run. They're not mashers. Obviously, you got Christian Walker, Corbin, and Cattell Mm -hmm. Marte, who um, had the game of the series so far for the Diamondbacks with three hits and the walk-off base hit up the middle today. Very reminiscent of a similar Arizona Diamondbacks playoff walk-off hit up the middle. But uh, other than that, I mean – Lordis, Tommy Pham had been great up until this series. You're not mashing balls. You, they, they did it against Kershaw, but I don't see how you're going to do that against these Phillies pitchers.
1: Oh,
2: Wheeler and, and Noah are 1-2, yeah, uh, 1-A, 1-B.
1: I'm going to let you guys guess how many, if you don't already know, how many stolen bases are there so far in, in the, the, the championship series? Entire entirety of the championship series. series. This is according to Fangraphs. According to Fangraphs, both all four games, all four games, or all four teams. Or I'm sorry, all four teams. Yeah, all games, all four teams.
0: I'm gonna guess one. And I'm Uh, I'm trending towards zero, but I'm gonna guess one.
2: I know Bryce Harper has one. In today's
1: game. Let's okay. Let me clarify. This is not up to date with today's game.
2: So let's just say the is, one. You, you
1: are correct. The one, the one with Bryce Harper. Counting the one with Bryce Harper today, it would be three. Oh wow! Bry- Bryson Stott has one. Leota Tavares has one. And Bryce Harper has one today. Anybody else still a base today?
0: I don't think so. Not unless I was
1: we were going to get a bunch of free tacos. I'm not so confident now. Oh, uh, we'll get
0: one. We'll get free tacos. It's always been game one since they started the Steel Base Steel Taco. Deal they've always done game you know one. That. Like Kyle Schwarber did it the first inning last year, I think, didn't he? In the first inning that-
1: a, there's a little bit of gainsmanship there. It's like, hey right. man, like like for the America, people. Wants I'm, the I'm gonna the steal time. the base, like we'll go to Taco Bell after the game. <laughs> Thing is, this
0: year you gotta have the damn app. Last year that's how it was uh, too. You have to have the app. Uh would you pour, Michael?
2: Uh, right now this is uh Chattanooga whiskey single barrel.
0: Single barrel single barrel
2: yes store pick or just a regular yeah
0: uh
2: brinkman's single barrel from bob's wine and liquor in
0: knoxville oh bob's wine and liquor (laughs) yes right (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm drinking this maple cask finish i think it needs to open up a little bit so boone county is a pot stilled um are they all uh, it's all pot still Mm mm-hmm that's the only thing they got uh So there's a little bit of funk to it, but there's definitely some sweetness. It's got more of a roller coaster ride. There's some depth to this, and I'm going to wait for it to open up a little more. But the nose is pretty good. Nose has got some, like, obviously maple. uh, But, like, a a candied bacon is what I get on the nose from it. Um, So we talked about the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. We already gave our predictions. Again, I think the Phillies are the team to beat. Is there any team right now that can beat the Phillies in a four-game series out of the three other teams?
2: Out of the three other teams,
1: I think the, Texas uh, is hot enough, but I don't. I, I don't know that their arms match up.
2: Yeah, one, two of Wheeler nola offense. I think the offense is yeah. Texas Rangers is is the number two offense in front of Houston. Um, Evan Carter is just lengthening that lineup just enough. I think. Yeah. And, and Josh uh, Young but,
1: yesterday. Josh Young with two bombs yesterday.
0: Two run bombs, yeah.
1: Man, what the what the rookies are doing in this postseason is mind blowing. Like Mm -hmm. Evan Carter, Corbin Carroll. Obviously, he was up all year, and so was you know Jung. But like, still, it's. I mean, these are these are kids that are performing at elite levels on the biggest stage. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, they're what twenty two. Yeah, I'm, I, I love. Yeah. I think Evan Carter. Carter's like, is it, Evan Carter even twenty-one yet? Can but he? Even? Just I think 20. he's twenty. Oh, is he twenty? twenty. I think no, so.
0: No, five. He's twenty-five. I believe. Yeah. Um
1: No, no clown questions, Evan Carter. No clown questions.
0: <laughs> The Rangers do lead that series 2-1. They're down 3-2 here as they head to the top of the third, I believe, um, after manufacturing a couple runs there with a home run and then I think a double and a sack fly. But they lead that series. They're at home versus the Astros. They're up 2-1 in the series. Um, If the Astros were to win today, I think I would lean that the Astros have the best shot from here on out. But they would have to win Game 5 because this stat is mind-blowing. The record ninety and seventy two, but on the road this year they're fifty one and thirty. At home they're thirty nine and forty two, and they flip <laughs> yeah major. That's one of the weirdest and wackiest things I've ever seen for a play a, a playoff team and a World Series contending team. Right, that no one has ever won the World Series with a below five hundred record at home, and it could possibly happen this year. We're not ruling the Astros out yet, but. <laughs> Well, America,
2: it's America's anti-team.
1: Yes, the
0: villain. Yes, the.
1: <laughs> the Astros, the villain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What do we think about this series so far?
1: Um, it's been it's been entertaining. I'll give it that. There still hasn't been as much uh, suspense that I was hoping for.
0: Okay, sorry. Breaking. uh, Joe Mantiply will be the starting pitcher for the Diamondbacks. He's a lefty reliever, so that's who they're going to start out with. makes sense going Schwarber, Turner, Harper. Um, For the first three, he's going to face two of the best left-handed hitters that he's going to have to get out. So uh, if Schwarber can get something going, that could be... Pretty crazy tomorrow for Game Four, and that is at eight o'clock tomorrow. As this plays on Spotify, uh, that'll be later on tonight, October the twentieth. But uh, so go ahead. Sorry, Texas Houston didn't mean it. It's
1: been entertaining, you know. I mean, there's been some some pressure moments uh, whenever you know Evan Carter made that catch up against the wall uh, against you know, Arado Chapman was on the mound, and yeah, was it was it Jordan that hit it? The left center,
0: Bregman. Bregman. Oh, Bregman so Bregman let's talk about that play. The Altuve yeah. play at second base. Is that worse than the Harper play?
2: No, I think I Harper's
0: was worse. I don't, I disagree. Really? I do.
1: No, I'm, I mean, it really, as in for Burns, I, I, I don't know that Harper's was worse. I,
2: Harper was a read. Altuve was kind of a misstep. I don't know that because because he got back to the bag, he just misstepped in. I mean, it was, I mean it was a half step. The dude was foot on the bag on the other side and then ran across. Where Harper just totally misread the ball.
0: But Harper's ties the game if it gets down, and in yeah, that, that case, I'm fine with it because I'd rather him because if he's standing on third base after that if that ball were to get down and he doesn't score, they're tearing him apart. And that was yeah. to basically tie a game. I mean, I get Altuve's was as well, but he had the play in front of him. Harper had the play behind him. And also, Altuve didn't go all the way around. Like, you know that you got to retouch. I think it was, in my mind, I think it's worse.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like the play for, for Harper, where... It, Man, that ball was hit really well. That's an incredible catch um, in right center. He's gonna score on that ball, probably ten times out of it out of ten if it's down. So I can understand him trying to get around second base and score there. Um, for Altuve, I feel like that's just a mental error. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like
1: agreed. I, I, feel, I guess that's the difference for me. For Harper, that was an effort error, whereas mm-hmm. for Altuve, it was a mental error. And like I can take effort errors, I can't take mental errors, and so I think that's why for me Altuve's was a little worse.
2: Yeah, I don't know that I see Har- Harper was effort. I thought it was just misjudgment that he could have been standing on second, and if that ball gets down, he's get he's scoring still. If he if it's caught, he's getting back where he didn't have to go as far as he he was getting aggressive. But like you're it saying, was. I- I'd
0: rather be it over was aggressive. aggressive. Than under aggressive.
2: But that's the opposite of what they're saying with stolen bases, though. They're they're the statistics are saying don't be aggressive with right. stolen
1: and trying to get rid of that ground ball double play. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's okay to be aggressive trying to go first to home on a ball in the gap, but it's not okay to steal second <laughs> base. <you know>? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I totally agree. And I'm, I'm I'm just assuming that's why we don't have stolen bases right now, yeah. right? Because yeah. the whole don't Dan make works. out. To, yeah.
1: I just don't get it. Like, still like, Trey Turner. I think did he didn't he have a perfect stolen base record this year?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. Four. He's been like dating back to last year. He's at like fifty yeah. in a row. I think.
1: Yeah, he mm-hmm. hasn't been caught. Or he's Maybe he doesn't 40. want to break that Is in the 40? playoffs. I don't know. <laughs> but who knows? I just wanted more excitement. I I. I I'm happy that the Diamondbacks won and created some excitement. I'm happy that there was some anxiety, some, you know, in the, uh, in the Rangers Houston series, but man, this playoff has just not been okay. as, um, as exciting as I was hoping for and anticipating. And is especially with the way that runs were scored during the season and there were stolen bases. They were, you know, a lot more athletic plays. Now we have gotten a lot more athletic plays in the playoffs than we did previously because of the shift. So Mm -hmm. I am excited about that, but man, it just has not been, it hasn't lived up to the bill, at least for me in the playoffs so far.
2: The, uh, looking at what we look in pre-series that we look at the Houston Astros rotation of Verlander and Framber, you think those are two guys who are going to eat some innings and, and perform. And it's really been the opposite. Ferlander did pitch a great game in game one. He ha- had six hits given up, just the two runs, you know the home run. And Evan Carter just hus- turning a single into a double um, and just taking advantage in extra hustle. But the Houston Nationals bullpen has been lights out when Framber yeah. Fram- Fram- Fram came out. In game two, him. they pitched 7.1 innings, only gave up one hit. One hit. That's what you want. That's what you need out of your playoff contending bullpen, it's right there. Seven
0: point one, or was it six point one?
2: Six point one. Excuse me. Yeah, one good. hit.
0: Insane. Because Texas hadn't scored outside of Jonah Himes' home run for what, like, fourteen innings up until Josh Jung's home run yesterday, the first one. They hadn't scored since Heim's home run that answered the the comeback. By the... Yeah. So.
1: So let me ask this question for you guys, because I'm kind of I'm in between on it. Typically, postseason baseball, right, you get, like, a Verlander matchup, a Verlander-Wheeler matchup, right? And I, obviously, that's hypothetical. That hasn't happened. But when Verlander gives up six runs early, are you happy for the offense? Or is that something where you're like, it's less entertaining for postseason baseball because I came to see two aces duel it duel it out and go into the sixth and seventh inning, right? Like, I'm mm-hmm. yeah. in mean, between on that. I I would enjoy watching, you know, the the pitchers matchup, but I don't know. You you guys tell me. What you think, Brandon?
0: I mean, <laughs> it depends on who you're rooting for, right? Uh if, if you don't have a dog in the hunt, I guess I'd rather see the best baseball. And that's most likely the tight pitching duel going deep into the game. Uh, and I believe Jordan Montgomery and Verlander both went six plus, And that was the first time that opposing pitchers had done that in a single game in this postseason, uh, which just shows you where we're at in the pitching world nowadays, where that used to be very common, right? Like, six innings or more and then getting pulled no matter whether you gave up three or four. Now it's you give up four like Framber did or five and you're pulled in the third inning and you're the second best pitcher on your damn team. And you had the potential to win a Cy Young earlier this year until you blew up a couple of times. Um, I don't know. Uh, I Uh Corey Seager. I turned the game off because my phone's about to die and that's what I was streaming on it. Did he hit uh, home? Corey,
2: Corey Seager just went oppo for a solo home run.
0: So we're all tied up, 3-3. Three, three. There we go. Uh, is it 3-3, three,
2: 3-2? Three, three, yeah, 3-3. Yeah, three,
0: three, three. Three. Uh, there it is. He's running third base. Uh, Corey so, Seager. I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
2: I was going to say I, I I like the pitching matchups. You used to think that I you grind sure. you you grind
0: yeah. the huh? It said, says the pitcher. You yeah. like <laughs>
2: <laughs> you liked you liked, it used to be where you'd work counts and you try to get that starting pitcher out by the 5th. Right. Now, starting yeah. pitchers are lucky to go past the fifth.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like in this postseason, I'm trying to find a way to go to go count. And it was it was the Andrew hinney start tonight that I, I kind of want to talk about. But I feel like that has happened way too many times in this postseason where the starter gets pulled in like two thirds of an inning or the third of Kershaw. an inning, like you know, Kershaw, a Scherzer. How, how many did Scherzer go? That's the only game I hadn't gotten He went through
0: five, I believe. No, maybe it had been four yesterday. It was four. But he hadn't – the thing about the Scherzer Scherzer thing is a whole different thing, I believe, because because Scherzer hadn't pitched in 36 days. So I think he was on a pitch count no matter what because of the – you don't know what you're going to get from him. He had an arm. It was a shoulder injury, right?
2: forearm, I thought.
0: I thought it was a shoulder. Ivaldi
2: uh, was the forearm.
0: Ivaldi was forearm. I think shoulder, like a weird, weird, it wasn't just like a normal thing for yeah. Scherzer. So you don't know how he's going to react. He hasn't faced live batters in 36 days. I don't I don't care how many bullpens or how many simulated games. That's a whole different atmosphere. You're ramped Absolutely. in. Up. Um, so I'll, I'll give you the other ones. I'm going to take Scherzer out of that just because of Situation, but go ahead. Yeah, Max Freed. Um...
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's just my that was just my thing, man. Like I, I, I guess for me, postseason baseball is that buildup of suspense because two pitchers are going at it for six, seven innings, and it's you know two hit baseball, three hit baseball, and then somebody hits a huge home run in the seventh inning, right, to put them up one nothing. Like that hasn't necessarily happened yet. And like I don't know, for me, like I think the only home run that was really truly huge at this point was the Austin Riley home run to kind of put the Braves uh that was ahead the one that flipped it. Yeah, Flip, that was the one that flipped it. And like that's the only to me the one where like it was back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Philly scored, Braves scored, and Zach Wheeler was that's exactly what happened in that game, right? Like Wheeler was throwing a no hitter through six. And the Braves battled back. Darno hit a two-run homer to to you know put him at three, and then and then Austin Riley hits a front-foot home run to put him ahead. And like that's the only game so far where I'm like, that's what I expect out of postseason baseball, and like I I haven't seen that anywhere else. It's just been this freaking uh, flood One-sided. of runs. Yeah, exactly. We might
0: have another good one here in Game Four between Houston and Texas. Because Texas was down three nothing and they've tied it and they've got runners on first and second to bounce off of that. That home run by Austin Riley was in the eighth inning. And then they ended up winning it in the ninth until today. The Phillies had not trailed in an inning until they just got walked off. So they've in a total of the entire playoffs, they've trailed after the end of three innings Two of them have been to lose a game, and the other one was the eighth inning that they gave up the home run to Riley and to end up winning the game. That's how dominant the Phillies have been. I just wanted to throw that out there. That's how insane they've been. They've only lost two games this year, and they've trailed three total innings. And you could only, honestly, I'm going to say it's not even innings. They've only trailed three half innings bottom Mm -hmm. of the eighth, top of the ninth,
1: bottom of the ninth of the
0: next game. That's it's incredible.
1: Crazy, yeah, that, that's a, that's a that's a pretty big dominant run right there.
0: And as There's we are recording, package. they just speaking of starting pitching getting pulled early. Jose Ucudi or Yukiti just got pulled uh, here. In is this the third inning or yeah? I believe yeah, bottom, we're in the bottom, bottom of the third. third so. so they're going to the bullpen again in the bottom of the third inning. They did this in the third inning with Framber in game two. You have to wonder. When is the the bow going to break, right? Like how much
1: how, can you tax your bullpen
2: in a row? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean that's going to hurt hurt in games 6 and 7 if it even gets there just because right. like you cannot run your bullpen them. I mean, I get it. I get it you can't you, you got to win, especially in Houston, right? If they go down 3-1, it's going to mm-hmm. be real tough for them to to come out of that hole in Texas.
0: Speaking of the Houston in Texas, look at the amount of runs they've outscored the rangers in the rangers home ballpark in the regular season this year and i believe that's included yesterday as well 71 and 37 they've nearly doubled the amount of runs that texas has in their own ballpark
1: so i got to ask about andrew heating and and starting him tonight are okay. you i question that move and here's why Dane Dunning has been really good. I know he kind of, uh, he didn't end the year on a strong note, but I mean, that was basically because he it hit an innings wall. But he was really good for them all year, and Andrew Heaney was very average. Here's the other piece to that. If you go look at the 2023 team standings, against left-handed hitters, Houston is number one in weighted runs created. Two sixty-two. The next closest team is Philly at two fifty-one against left-handers, right? So, I'm just yeah, I'm 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 confused as to why Heaney started this game as opposed to Dunning. If you needed a guy to go out there, why not go Dunning first and then Heaney? I don't know. That's this one didn't make sense to me. It makes me want to scratch my headphones. Yeah, maybe morning. they just
2: looked at as the start yeah. as just get him a, a one inning so that maybe Dunning can they can stretch and not have to use the bullpen as much because the bullpen in Max's start had to go five innings. Mm-hmm. So
0: well, and they th- used two of their starters in Max's start with John Gray and then I think Martín Perez finished that game out right. from the left side. And,
1: I'll be honest, I would rather have Martín Perez in that situation than Andrew Heaney. I mean, that's just me personally. I, I know that. That's the where season. I was
0: gonna go. Is the fact that Martine pitched last night when he came in for what I thought was uh, a who cares ninth inning? Right, they're up by th- they're down by three, and I get trying to get him work. I don't think he'd pitched in a while, but I would have much rather gone to Martin Perez even for an inning to start the game today rather than Andrew yeah. Heaney 100%. if you're gonna go with the lefty because Heaney has not been great. I know Perez had a eh, season, but he's more of the veteran, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think he's had more success. Uh, Heaney just—he's been okay for the Rangers, but I don't know. I just of 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 the games that are being uh, decided in the front office that we're talking about, right? There's no, there's no way that this stat <laughs> got missed. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that the Texas Rangers. Had no idea that the Houston Astros were leading the league against left-handed pitchers and weighted runs created. There's no way that went un that just got missed. So, so I guess I'm curious.
0: So looking it up, he had only given up one earned run since September 15th, heney. And that was versus the Orioles, where he went three and two-thirds. So maybe you're riding the hot hand there because he has been so I wouldn't call it dominant, but he went a third of an inning versus Boston, no earned runs. Two and a third versus Seattle with two strikeouts. One and a third, scoreless versus the Angels. One inning of scoreless baseball versus the Mariners. Then he went four and a third three days later, earned zero earned runs. One and run versus Baltimore at three and two thirds. And then he got lit up today versus Houston.
1: So you think they were playing this as like a, a, a bullpen game? And starting Heaney, expecting him to only go They were talking
0: about on the broadcast last night that they were thinking about going Heaney, then Dunning, probably in a six-out role for Heaney, potentially getting, like, you would hopefully get him through the lineup once. In In a way, they have the arms to do it, right? You go Heaney, who's a starter, you get through the lineup once, hopefully he gets you eight or nine outs. Then you go to Dunning, eight or nine outs, and then you go to your high leverage arms from there because you're into the sixth or the seventh inning. Uh, I get where they were going. I agree they probably should have flip-flopped it. But also, how does the top of that order go? Well, and that's how it's been different too, is that Houston Astros' orders have been all jacked up because Kyle Tucker hasn't been that great. So if Tucker was back in the top three, I would have gone that route. But he's been batting, what, sixth the last couple of games? Seventh? Because he's had a rotten postseason. He was two for twenty one coming into last night. But so speaking
2: then of of bats there, who is the more dangerous
0: hitter? Jordan, Jordan
2: or Bryce Harper?
0: <laughs> uh, Jordan. That I'd rather face Harper because he is more likely to chase, I think. I think Harper is more aggressive than Jordan and Jordan doesn't have emotion. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, Roy Jordan is just pumps them. Their their lines are very similar.
1: 2 years ago I wrote a I wrote a a piece on uh, I was asked to do it. I wrote and- a piece I wrote a piece and I, I was asked to do it on published
2: in, in the New Yorker. <laughs>
1: on Let's the go. player that I thought was the most overrated in baseball. I, and, probably uh, Bryce Harper. I wrote I wrote it on Bryce Harper and then uh, he won an MVP the next year. So <laughs> his second one. Say, <laughs> his second one, yeah. Um I'm gonna say Bryce Harper, man, because and here's the reason.
0: That's who's more dangerous or that's who you'd rather face?
1: That's who's more dangerous because I love Jordan. I think right now he is hotter. I think he's a better hitter right now, but I think Bryce Hopper, he just has this ability to control the moment better than any player. I think I've ever seen. I mean, like when there's a big stage and a big moment in a game and it's Bryce Harper Dude, he succeeds like 10 times out of 10. And it's insane watching him in those moments. The home run that he hit last season to put the Phillies ahead to basically put him into the World Series. Like, Mm -hmm. dude, nobody else does that.
0: So Harper's got the better OPS. He's got more home runs in the postseason. But he also has played, uh, I guess, Jordan has more played appearances. Yeah. By one. Uh,
2: or I'm sorry, at bats. let add bats. At bats, at bats yeah. Uh
0: no, at bats, Jordan has 191 and Bryce has 165.
2: In postseason?
0: Mm-hmm. In his career.
2: Oh, in their career. Okay. I yeah. was like. I was no, like, not this year, but no. <laughs> in
0: in his career, Bryce has played in less games than Jordan in the postseason.
1: Uh here's one difference maker for me, too. Um, so Amongst all hitters in the entirety of the postseason, Jordan has a 1.61 OPS. Harper has a 1.38. The difference to me is that Jordan is striking out at 30%, where Harper is striking out at 17.
0: Michael, who would you go with it? Who would you rather face?
2: I would rather face Jordan. I think Bryce Harper is able to... Jordans is gonna hit that home run, but Bryce is gonna put that ball in play. He's gonna he's gonna draw the walks. Um if we look at the this post se- this postseason, Harper has nine walks. Nine. Have you seen
0: what Corey Seeger's done in the playoffs? He had nine walks in the ALDS alone.
2: Yeah, he's got eleven walks this postseason.
0: He had nine versus Baltimore in that three game series, and then he hadn't had a single one in this series so far. But 20. Yeah, that's he's,
1: got, he's got a 29% walk rate and a 15.8% K rate.
0: <laughs> he's, See, Seager? Yeah. And yeah. He, had, he didn't strike out a single time in the Baltimore series, and he had four coming into last night. And Smoltz made a pretty good um, comment on that. Remember when the Cubs faced the Nationals, Michael, and they walked Harper like nine times in that series?
2: When Ryan Zimmerman was batting behind him?
0: Yeah, and... From there he went into like a month long prolonged slump.
2: The Cubs no, are something out. It, and was, and like, all, all it was like all the teams were like the entire Fans. next season.
0: Yeah. So John Smoltz <laughs> mentioned something about why Corey Seeger may have struggled in these first three or four games until he just hit a home run, uh, versus the uh the Rangers or versus the Astros. Is he goes when you're not able to swing, you're not timing up pitches. And it may put you in a funk when you finally get to a point where you need to swing. And that's what he thinks may have put Seager. Oh, Seager, cool. And in this game, well, the Astros are about to break it open, potentially. They've got bases loaded with no outs in the top of the fourth versus Dunning, and I wonder, he's at 57 pitches.
2: Bruce Boshy shaking his head, and like, oh, gosh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they've got Perez warming up. Oh, no, that's Bradford warming up in the bullpen. Uh, different lefty. Yep. With
2: Get with on deck.
0: Jordan Jordan Alvarez. Alvarez. So that's who he's... Yeah, this is going to be <laughs> the final battle uh, that Dunning faces.
1: He's going to hit a grand slam, guaranteed. All right, we're marking the tape. fifty-nine <laughs> get-
0: forty-two. Uh, that.
1: <laughs> you know why? You know why? Because he just said you <laughs> don't... <friend. laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. He's hit a grand you, slam. You know why?
0: Right you know here. why it is? It's because Michael... <laughs> Picked Bryce. Yes.
2: <laughs> the
0: Diamondbacks are actually going to come
2: back and win the series.
0: <laughs> that, that's why I picked Philly in five and not six because Michael picked Philly in six. <laughs> and he's going with the Rye three. Is that the B Law pick? Yeah. It has, has, is that the big unit or is that the, uh, the Nolan Ryan? This is Ryan. last year's. This is Nolan last year's. Ryan.
2: The vanilla has just exploded on this guy for me and it is so smooth. Ooh.
0: Bregman just roped one, but was way out ahead of it. Uh, let's hear
2: let's hear some color commenting here, Brandon, for Bregman. Yeah.
0: Yeah, here we go. <laughs> All right, here, top of the fourth inning, bases loaded. Texas has Dunning on the mound. A one two count to Bregman. Dunning with the set, he looks to second base and the pitch. It is in the dirt. That is ball two, an eighty two mile per hour slider. As it goes to two and two, Houston Astros led this game three nothing through the first inning. Since then, Texas Rangers have climbed back to tie it. But the Rangers on the ropes right now as the Astros one for four hitters batting six for eight tonight with three runs batted in, three runs and two walks. The two two pitch from Dunning fouled away by Bregman off to the right side and out of play. And we're going to do it again.
2: And you see what has to happen over here is that. Alex Bregman has to put the ball in play, not on the ground. He cannot hit a ground ball right here.
0: So what are you looking for here? If I'm Dunning, I'm going again with the slider. Oh, Oh, Michael's a half second ahead of me. Yep, there it is. Change-up. Great pitch by Dunning, and that's going to probably do it. I'm going to guess that that's his last batter he faces because now you've got Jordan coming to the plate with the bases loaded. Eh, what a change-up. That's a big pitch. That's his third offering, I believe, too. Like that's not his strongest of the his pitches. But back to the podcast. Um, so game one, Montgomery goes six and a third. How good has that pickup for the Rangers yeah. been, Jordan Montgomery?
1: That's the, that's the trade of the offseason for me. I mean, off season of the, the of the deadline. deadline for me. Yeah. As, I mean it it wasn't the it wasn't the Scherzer, it wasn't the Verlander get, you know, it wasn't the big name, it was just one of the one of the ones that kind of went under the radar. And you know what? Like if you follow Jordan Montgomery's career, he has been really good, man. He's probably He's one solid. of the most yeah. underrated pitchers in the MLB.
0: He's yeah. pitched all over the place, right? He pitched with the uh, the Yankees for a while. Uh, yeah. Did he come Cardinals. up with the Yankees? Yankees, Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. came up
1: with the Yankees, got traded to the Cardinals, and then this. I guess
0: he's had. only this is only his third team. I feel like you know who You're he reminds thinking of the me other of Montgomery. Jay Hap.
1: I'm thinking,
0: well, Mike Montgomery.
2: No, who was who the guy that the Cubs got for Chapman, and then he went back?
0: Are you talking the about Royals. Adam Warren? So,
1: yeah, that was Mike Montgomery. Is it
2: Adam Warren?
0: Adam Warren no. was who they got for uh, who they traded Chapman for Chapman, I believe. And Did we then, have
2: a Montgomery besides Mike Montgomery? No. No, okay. I'm thinking of
1: Adam Warren. Uh
0: no, who I was thinking of was Jay Happ. Uh lefty or Jay Happ or however you want. Yeah. yeah.
1: Toronto. Uh, he pitched Toronto. For ETs, yeah, he shirt. was all over the place. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, Jordan Montgomery, he's been he's been a dude this year i think it's a sub 2-4 era or something like that since coming over to texas he's been the anchor and i mean that pitching rotation think of the names in that rotation that aren't doing anything right now in the playoffs jacob de john gray just pitched his first time in months scherzer hadn't pitched in the playoffs martin perez there's four players right there who would be one through four in a rotation had they been healthy I mean, hell you go to and Scherzer, which would be their rotation potentially. Oh, going back to, uh, uh, rotation. Uh, who just had surgery? Um, Sandy, Alcant- Sandy out Alcantara is out for the entire Alcantara. year next year. Uh, Cal Wright, Cal Wright again. Cal Wright did too. Yeah. Oh, boy. I
1: missed yeah, well, Cal Wright. There was one other pitcher that just had shoulder surgery, uh,
0: Michael Fulmer just had surgery for the Cubs. He's going to miss all of next year with a UCL Oh, issue. Brandon Woodruff. Brandon, Brandon Woodruff, that's right. That was another one with the shoulder surgery. They don't know how long he's going to be out for. Uh, all right, Bradford's pitch to Jordan. That's the pitch you've got to throw to him, That 90-mile-per-hour up-and-end fastball. That's the only –
1: Yeah, there's, there's two pitches that you can get him out with. You've got to get him the up, up. Yeah, yeah, well – He's he's swung and missed at the slider away, but he his arms are also long enough what where if you don't get that slider far enough out, he's gonna hit it in the right field seats.
0: Okay, here's the replay, Wes, of the home run robbery. Uh I mean man, that was what
2: absolute a- robbery. Timed it had to be there. Uh Tavares, what yeah. Shot.
0: Man. So one one count here as we're watching live. Uh Alvarez, Jordan the pitch from Bradford. Oh. That's a that's a hell of a call. That's a not a strike. It was in the top of the zone. Uh speaking of that, I want to go back to the umpires in the Phillies and Diamondbacks game today. Did you watch any of that?
2: I saw the end of it.
0: Though, yeah, I didn't get to it to like Dan the Iasonia, day. his strike zone was all over the place. Yes, it and was. And then Lance Barksdale totally missed A check swing call at the end of the game that I thought was going to come back to eat uh, to to harm the Phillies, but it didn't. But Paul Seawald
1: versus Alec Boehm, dude, what was that? Out Boehm twice. Did well. I mean, that was a fastball that was like right chest high,
2: right there. And in Schwarber
0: to start the game, he called two strikes on Schwarber that were off the plate inside, I believe. And I was just like, oh boy, this game's going to be.
1: there's going to love
2: that umpire scorecards now. You wish, that. you wish that affected the umpires a little bit?
0: Also, how about this view in the playoffs that they've had this um, umpire catcher view? The camera on top of the umpire? Oh, I've loved it. Alright, here we go. It's the payoff pitch. Two and two. Bases loaded. One out. Top of the fourth. Seemed like this could be the game right here. <laughs>
1: You guys ever, ever watch Brockmire? What's that? You guys ever watch Brock
0: Meyer? no. I've heard good things about it though.
1: <laughs> that's who you. That's who you remind me of. Calling <laughs> the game. It's not an insult. I promise. But it's just hilarious.
0: All right, here we go. Full count. One out. Top of the fourth and the payoff pitch. Follow the way. Left field. Uh, it's gonna get out of play. Also. How I want to go back because I've just seen the amount of people in Texas. I want to go back to Citizens Bank Ballpark. How insane has that place, place been? Yeah, that place is
2: it,
1: awesome.
2: It, it, like we said, it, it gets at you, for how outspoken Philadelphia is, it has mm. to get into the players. It ha- they have to tune it out,
0: right? All righty. Here we go. Michael's, I think, two seconds ahead of me. So Bradford's pitch. Not the pitch. Ooh, fouled away. So
2: now let's let's in. I want I, I want to bring up Evan. Talk about how good Evan Carter has been. That I, I said in the beginning. In game three, two in in game one, stretching out a single to double, he scores because of that. He didn't start in game two because of Framber. Oh, there oh. it is. Oh, there it is. The track. Oh, 409 feet at the 410 marker.
0: Wes, it only took 16, 10 minutes to see if you were going to have your prediction correct. <laughs> but he flies out to the track. Insane. I'll go back to Evan Carter.
2: Yeah, Evan Carter just coming up in a, in a spot when a, when a Dolus got hurt in in September. Mm-hmm. and just being the man being what they hope out of you get out of your first prospect um just h- hitting above 300 as a rookie coming into the postseason
1: just so we see talked this. about this with the with the orioles a little bit right and i think brandon mentioned it where like coming into the postseason we felt like they might have a little young ignorance mm-hmm. right like do you feel like that's the case for evan carter
0: You're talking to me burns
1: Burns, oh,
2: sorry. What do you what do you mean, young ignorance? Like, like he doesn't know any better.
0: Yeah, you don't know any, you don't know any better. You don't know what situation you're in. You're just playing right. like it's so, a normal game. Not it's not the like the biggest they, game of the season.
2: They haven't figured. It. They didn't get time to figure them out. The good the all rookies come up and the good ones the good ones do well in their first two months. Look at Ellie De Cruz, and then face adversity in their third month. And the then the great have to ones overcome that adversity.
1: Yeah, and it's something when, when that takes
2: they long. Start, right. When this, they start getting scouting reports on you and they start knowing how to get you out, for Javi Baez, it's just throw the ball outside of the zone mm-hmm. and he's swinging.
0: Jordan, <laughs> 110 mile per hour, 110.7, 401 feet. Expected how does that batting, get out? Man? Expecting batting average, 890, a home run in 17 out of 30 ballparks. Launch angle was 37, that's why. <laughs> Guide it because you just missed it if that launch angle is 36 that's probably three or four rows deep in the right field right center field bleachers wow bradford just missed giving up four that's huge though right if you're going to get out of this inning bases loaded no outs and if you could potentially get a Brehu right here you're going to get out of that with only one run uh. you take that day in and day out that was a close pitch
2: yeah, I was going to ask, was that a win for Bradford?
0: Yes. Against Alvarez. Yeah. If you can get yeah, out of the inning. If you can get out of the inning. Because he could very well hang one to Abreu here on a 2-2 pitch, and it could be 7-3, just as if Jordan hit the home run, and then you're in trouble. You've I mean, got to get like, out of the inning.
2: That was like walking Jordan. Would you have been mad? Would it would, 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 would have been terrible if he walked Jordan in that situation? It would have been yeah. bad, but I don't think it would have been terrible.
0: Who's after Abreu? Is it uh is it Kyle Tucker? Sounds mm, right. Yeah. Um I mean I would have I wouldn't have said it was the worst, but you're walking it if you were walking it and then Kyle Tucker was coming up, I would say, oh it's that's a decent I mean, move.
2: How many times did Barry Bonds get walked with bases loaded?
0: Once or twice, I think, right? And that was the Joe Madden Oh Joe. no. What did Jose I just say?
2: Abreu takes it over the left field bleachers. Okay, he
0: put it into Man. the upper deck. Upper deck. Now, see,
2: Chad Bradford, not Chad Bradford, see, Cody Bradford Cody. just
0: lost. See? That's what I'm saying. It's only a win if you can get out of the inning.
2: <laughs> How what? close was that change up there that he had just had the bottom corner of the strike zone that yep. just
0: missed? Yeah, it was about, what, a half a ball low? Good How okay? Man. Remember, wow. remember in our predictions episode, oh, Joe asked us. He missed it by what a foot in his yeah. zone. He put it right over the heart of the plate, right in Jose's happy zone. Man, full extension. So this was the guy, Jose Abreu, that I thought needed to step up in order for this Astros team. Yeah, because he's the one guy who was replacing the guy, right? yuli was that guy for them who was the glue guy for the last couple of years. And until the third game versus Minnesota, he hadn't been great. But since then, he's been solid. Well, wow, this game's basically over, don't you think? Or do you think the Rangers offense is – they're on their third pitcher in the fourth inning.
1: I can't say any game is over <laughs> with the Rangers offense right now. I mean, we're only in the fourth inning, so – Uh, who knows i mean at this point they might get into the astros bullpen and they might do some damage there i I guess
0: they are in the astros bullpen going back to the astros here i wanted to talk a little bit more about christian javier uh last night um insane they obviously get the win huge win for houston um but javier in his last four postseason starts He's given up a total of two earned runs, and that was last night's two-run home run to Josh Jung, or Josh Young. He's given up five hits in the last twenty-two innings. Talk That's about normal. ice in your veins, right? Like <laughs> insane. He he was part of the no-hitter last year versus Philly in the World Series, and then he comes out versus Minnesota, one hit. Comes out versus Texas, and until the fifth inning, he had only given up one hit, I believe cuz it went a two out hit by Brandon Lowe and then the two out home run by Josh Young and then he was pulled i believe
2: Yeah Christian Javier I remember I remember when him and Framber first were coming up and it was like they they were the new guys on the block for Houston and at one point Christian Javier was right there with Framber it wasn't it wasn't decided that Framber was the guy Christian mm-hmm. Javier was right there and then he kind of faded where Frambro took what 22 23 quality starts last year.
0: Yeah, but Javier um, so. probably was the unsung hero of that pitching staff last year, I'd say, in the playoffs between the New York game and the uh the Phillies game because he lengthens that rotation, right? right. You go Verlander Framborough, um, and that's been the thing here, I think, that stands out the most in the playoffs that I've noticed is the pitching or at least starting pitching depth on a lot of these teams isn't not great. Good. You right. get past Agreed. one and two, it's the question is, okay, who's their game three and four starter? Like you look at the Diamondbacks. Brandon fought. no one expected six innings out of him today, right? Uh, he'd gone three and two-thirds in game one versus the Brewers. And then Ranger Suarez has been either four innings, five innings, six innings, sometimes three innings, depending on how they want to use him. You're, you're not expecting much there. Houston, I mean Javier is the only guy, I guess, because you go to Texas, sure, you didn't know you had Scherzer. If Scherzer wasn't on this staff, if he couldn't come back and he was still hurt, who would have been your game 3 starter? He yeah. or Dane Dunning?
1: Yeah, probably would have been Dunning. I mean, so has Baltimore? this been
2: Brandon more of a playoffs of offense? Who has the who has the the bigger offense rather than in Every year's past, it's pitching wins.
0: I think it's who's got the best bullpen. Right? Who's got the deepest bullpen? Because we're going to the bullpens even more. I feel like we're going to the bullpens more than we ever have before. And it's been a trend over the last five, six years that the bullpens are going earlier. Look at Blake Snell in the freaking Game 7 of the World Series, right? They went to the bullpen in the sixth inning. Yeah. When he was dealing. So... I mean, sure, it's the I, yes, the offense, but also like, game two, Astros go to the bullpen in the third inning, game three, Texas goes to the bullpen in the fifth inning, game three or game four, both teams here are already into their bullpens in the third inning. Hell, yep. Texas went into the bullpen technically in the first inning. Um, the Diamondbacks, if it wasn't for Fought going six, they would have been into the bullpen probably in the fourth inning. Uh, they went into the, the bullpen in the sixth inning versus when Merrill Kelly pitched, and even with Zach Allen, they both only went five innings, I believe. Um, in hell, uh, in game one for the Diamondbacks of the playoffs, they went into the bullpen in the fourth inning. Game one, and they won that game. Yeah, Dodgers went into it how many times before the third inning in three of the f- uh, two of the three games, right? So, that's,
2: so, yeah. yeah I, I think that's how it, it typically is. Well, pitching wins often, or pitching wins games. Then who has that enough of a bullpen? Who has enough arms in that bullpen? Who I, I guess I think what you really need is you need three solid starters. Mm-hmm. You need three solid starters, and then you can have that fourth game be a. I, I, I hate the idea of a bullpen game in the playoffs. It's you. Well,
0: it's, even look at. Look at the Braves. Game three, your starter was Bryce Elder. And I can tell you, most of the Braves people I talked to weren't confident Bryce was going to give you five. Right? At Wes, as a Braves fan, were you like, oh, I can guarantee Bryce is going to give me five?
1: Not the way that he pitched in the second half. He was not good in the second half. So So,
0: it's just... I'm going with another fresh pop, by the way. Which one's that? Boone County on oh oh my
2: <laughs> i might be uh we might be doing we we have the the barrel amber to do a review of together mm-hmm. brandon yes um we i might just re- be recording it and we might be doing like set like side by side because unre- i'm about to i'm about to break into that thing i've no. actually been <laughs> i've actually Brandon in twice
0: this open oh yeah
2: Given like the littlest not enough to really get a full like mouth feel
0: well hold on to it we'll have to do a separate review we'll we'll talk I am. about it I,
2: I, i'm i am i'm so I'm, I, but that one is sitting right here in front of me staring at me because you've, you've talked that you've talked it.
0: this Ambarama, man the nose on this incredible um so
2: now um Forgate has an ambarana. yeah i think you no know. A, a lot of them the are airport. doing a,
0: a lot of them are going with Ambarana because it's it's the hot finish right now, it's the best finish to get, and that's what Rio is mixed with honey. So, who has the best rotation left? Is it the Phillies?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ranger, Ranger Suarez is a solid number three. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Ranger Suarez is the best number three. I mean, what he's done in the postseason, not just this, this year, but last year, like he's legitimate
0: yeah he was i mean he's been the unsung hero even last year and i don't think he's given up an earned run since the lcs versus the padres either
1: yeah and i mean the the guy that's going to start you said christopher sanchez right is he going to start game four
0: is he a rookie this year technically
1: technically i think yes but i mean he was probably their best starter the last month of the season well
0: in fairness aaron nola was trash this year for Aaronola yeah. standards. Yeah. That's true. It was with four point four ERA or something like that on the season. He's mm-hmm. about to be an impending free agent. So if I'll pose this question to Michael as a Cubs fan, would you be okay if the Cubs signed yes. Aaron Nola? Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay, <sir. laughs> Yes. Uh but I'm not giving him the best, best number, or like uh the best um.
1: I take him over to contract on. Yeah, I, I don't know that he's going to set the market, but well, he's going to get a decent number.
0: News today, I just I, it was either Heyman or Morosi who said it, is it looks like Eduardo Rodriguez will be opting out of his deal. Ooh. So he immediately becomes the second best starting pitcher on the market behind Blake Snell, right? So Blake Snell is your number one. He's going to be the NL Cy Young, most likely. Yeah. Ninety five percent sure that he's gonna get the NL Cy Young award. The only one who would come in and sneak it is probably Strider. Is but I Wheeler. Um, so yeah, I don't Strider. even know if Wheeler is gonna be in the conversation. I think it's gonna be Gallen Strider. Forward. Wheeler is number four, I think, in my mind. Yeah. Um and he had the best fangrafts war amongst all starting pitchers in baseball this year. Did you know that? Say that one more time. Zach Wheeler had the most war amongst all starting pitchers in baseball, according to FanGraphs. I believe oh. it was, was it 5.4 or is it 6.4? Zach Allen was 7th, 8th, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so Eduardo Rodriguez probably becomes the second best starting pitcher on the market. And then your third best is going to be either Sonny Gray, and if that's not including Shohei who's not going to be a starting pitcher this next year. And is he going to be a starting pitcher ever again? That's a question that we're going to have to answer in a year and a half. But
1: in um, the way that Jordan Montgomery's pitching, he might, he might be your number one, number two, but also yeah. Julio Urias is, Julio he's Urias is going to he's, be a free agent. He, he, he's never going to play again. Um, Kershaw, Him in I'm in You're going to see Urias probably in Japan. Somewhere. I'm just really, man, the whole, uh, I don't even want to get it. mind. I don't want to get into that conversation.
0: We'll do the free agent show down the road. (laughs) So let's go. So we talked about the Phillies and the Diamondbacks in the first, uh, first segment of the show, who we thought was going to win that series. Let's make our predictions now through the first three and a half games, most likely four games. I'm assuming this is going to end two, two. We've got a three game series from here on out. Who wins it? Michael, Astros or Rangers?
2: I think the Astros. I hate to say it. I, before tonight's game, I All was right. in the Rangers bandwagon.
0: Put your tickets on the Rangers, folks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just think the Astros are going to turn back over to Verlander and Framber. And Framber had his blowout, so he got that out of the way. It's going to be the, Framber, the good Framber the next time around, maybe. Um, and then Verlander is coming back. Jordan Montgomery is two and zero in the in the postseason so far. Can he do it a third
0: time? Yeah, uh, uh, this Astros team, as you mentioned, is really good against left-handed pitchers. Montgomery shut him down in Game One. Is he going to be able to do it in Game Two? That's the question, Wes. What do you think?
1: I'm just sticking with the offense, man. I think I think Hughes. Uh the Rangers offense is still just hot. Um, I, I think Houston jumped out early today because they started Heaney, and that was just kind of like gasoline to the fire, but I, I'm sticking with the Rangers until I see otherwise. I, I, Verlander just honestly has not impressed me. Yeah, he is. He is Verlander. He has a track record. Obviously everybody knows who he is and how good he's been in the postseason. But I, he just hasn't been great to me. He hasn't been dominant. Um, I think that he's, opens. The I would door. say
2: he's. I would say Verlander's not an ace, but he's yeah. he's a number one.
1: Yeah, and the biggest thing for me is they're going back to the Rangers. Man, that uh, that that's going to be tough. To what do you mean they, going so, back
0: to the Rangers?
1: So they're going back to they're in uh, Houston right now, right? No,
0: they're in Texas right now. Houston has home field because they won the division.
1: No, they're so they play the first two games. Yeah, yeah. in Houston. Where, where yeah, are we at? yeah. This is Houston game four the
2: division. Yeah, they're gonna play one more in Texas and then head back to Houston.
0: So I think that this game four for Texas. Oh boy, McCormick, what a catch by uh, man! He covers a a lot of ground out there in the outfield. Carter, boy, and he's playing left field because Tavares is in center field, and he yeah. is. I mean, then. I mean, Adelise played center field at times, didn't he? Adoles, Garcia? I think he's played center a, a bit in
1: his career. A little so, bit.
0: So you've got three guys out there who could potentially be center fielders for that That's Texas, right. right? So um, I what, what I was trying to say is I thought that this game, game four, was as much of a must win as it could be for the Rangers in a non-elimination game for the fact that if you got Houston down 3-1, it was going to be real hard for them to come and win three games when you're throwing out Montgomery, Uvalde, and Scherzer in three games to finalize it. However, it looks like at this point as we're recording, Houston's up 7-3 in the fifth. A lot can happen. There's still, what, five innings? That's 15 outs for Houston to get. A lot can happen between now and then. But... I think Texas needed to win this game because if you go down and lose two games in your home building to the team that you just took two home games from, and you see what the record is for the Astros on the road this year, and in your own building, the Astros are your daddy. I mean, when <laughs> when a team outscores you in your home building seventy-one to thirty-seven in the first wow, so they played thirteen and then fourteen. So 14 games, the Astros have scored 71 runs, and you've only scored 37 in your own ballpark. That's not 14. My bad. So what was it? It was four and – so eight games. The Astros are basically scoring 10 runs a game at Globe Life Field. Jeez. So you needed to prove that you could win in your home building against the Astros, and they haven't been able to do that. I don't know if they're going to do it in game five versus Verlander. And as Michael mentioned, Framberg already got his crap game out of the way. So and they've got I mean the pedigree of the Astros, right? Like just when you count them out, they seemingly prove you wrong. So just the, I, like the division, I think it's Houston in 6.
2: Yeah, it it was hard for you to say that.
0: Yeah. It, that that
2: Houston was going to win.
0: I I mean, I, I picked think them to win last year. To. I don't want them to. Obviously, I I like parody, man. Like, unless it's the Cubs, Uh, I like parody. I want (laughs) I want there to be new blood. I would love to see a Rangers and Phillies World Series.
2: Rangers, if it was that, we're gonna do that. Rangers and Diamondbacks,
0: but Philly didn't win last year. That's the thing. Like, but they were, yeah. But they were there. I get it. But man, so here we go. They just showed it up two and zero with a two point oh eight ERA in the playoffs this year for Jordan Montgomery. And the only games he gave up run, well, the only game he gave up a run, I believe, was game two versus the Orioles. And he gave up four in four innings. And other than that, he's been liked out. So is this the game that he blows up in game five? I don't know. That's the question. I don't know what his statistics are in Texas, like at at home versus yeah. on the road, because the games that he's, he's this is his first playoff game in Texas because the first two games he pitched were on the road and the first one on the road against Houston.
1: Right.
2: I don't I,
0: know.
1: But I, all right. So if Montgomery goes game five, right? Mm-hmm. And they're tied 2 2, and they win the game at Globe Life with Montgomery, then you have Nathan Ivaldi for in game, game six. six. Against Framber, who hasn't been great, I'm. I think I'm going Valdi on that game.
2: I would go. I would think Verlander beats Montgomery. I don't think Mon- I, th- I think they're going to see Montgomery a second time. Houston is good. They're going to see a pitcher for the second time. Where Verlander, just is Verlander. So, so Verlander.
1: What get from him, man. I don't know what you're going to get from Verlander. Yeah. Okay, so.
0: Through two playoff games this year, he's gone six innings, no earned runs, and then six and two-thirds, two earned runs. So he's only given up two runs the entire playoffs in 12 and two-thirds of an inning. His ERA is less than one. Well, oh, no, it's just over one.
2: But he's not great. He's got 11 straight. Like, I, what I, do you mean? I was mimicking Wes.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, he's still he's Justin Verlander to me. I mean...
2: Yeah. Fr- I feel good. I feel good that Verlander takes it from Montgomery, but Nasty Nate versus Framber,
0: I think I would lean Nasty Nate. I mean, if you go back to Verlander's last four starts, so the first one, September 5th versus Seattle, eight innings, one earned run, eight strikeouts. Then the final game of the season. No, second to the last game of the season. Arizona Diamondbacks, playoff team. Five innings pitched, no earned runs. Then he did six no earned runs, and then six and two-thirds two earned runs. So he's given up three earned runs in his last four starts, which span, quick math, 25 and two-thirds of an inning. That's vintage Justin Verlander right there.
2: He just doesn't get the strikeouts
0: he used to. You do you no, see he's Justin not the Verlander with 12 strikeouts. He, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, the most he's got this year, nine uh, versus Boston, August 22nd, and that's it. So, yeah, he's not racking up double digits like he used to, and maybe that's where you get him, but that Astros defense, that's pretty good, too. Yeah. All right. Anything else? <laughs> what do we got?
2: No, i have um, I've got my my my
0: pushers, my questions
2: out there.
1: Any
0: questions, Wes? Any hypotheticals?
1: Oh, no. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see something completely unexpected. Is this Hunter Brown? Yes. yes. Yeah. There's no, nice talking
2: talking that through, you could see you could see Houston, Texas, go to a game seven. So, so let's say, say they split five and six, like we're just saying, Verlander and Nasty Nate. So now game three, or game seven, you're back to... Javier. Christian Javier and Max Max Scherzer. Scherzer. What do you like there?
0: Javier, he's proven it over a longer time. And I don't know if I could trust Scherzer with the injury, right? You're coming off of... How do you? How does he? How does he feel today? How does he feel tomorrow? Right? Days one and day two. Too. Is he honest? Right.
2: Is he actually a little off? But he wants to be in the moment, mm. and he's gonna put himself out there. I, that's what I feel. That he's actually not a He's not ninety percent. He's like maybe 75. like seventy-five percent. But he wants to be out there and believes in himself. But he just I'd doesn't, still take a
0: seventy-five percent Scherzer over. A the, game. Some of the other guys yes. that you're throwing up. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, they're trying to make a comeback. So no outs here in the bottom of the fifth. And Texas has runners on first and second. Like I said, there's a lot of time out. A lot of time left to go. And now you've got Corey Seager coming up to the plate. It's going to be very... I, I'm, I'm just hoping for some good baseball. Like I said, as we open this up, that Phillies-Diamondbacks game was probably the best game of the playoffs so far. And it took us to what? That was the first walk off win in the playoffs this year. Yes. So I mean, this is the third round, and that was game three of the NLDS or NLCS. So man. Yeah. Again, who's the team to beat? Is it the Phillies?
2: Yes. I think it is. They're so well rounded. Phillies they're the the Atlanta Braves of the regular season. (laughs)
1: Yeah, like they—they just have the best, the most complete team at this point.
2: I think they have the stud, stud one and two, that they're gonna get you two wins.
0: And you got a guy who's your number three who showed you time and time. Oh, what a play by Bray! Double play! Wow. You can't blame Marcus on that one. All right. Or did they call him safe? I don't know. I'm not listening to a son, so I don't know what just happened. I thought he got That's him the replay right here. They must've called him safe. Did Abreu miss him? All right. Sorry. For those of you listening on a the podcast, there was a line drive by Corey Seager with runners on first and second. to Jose Abreu. Simeon was caught off of first base and they, a foot race. It looks like the tag missed him. Oh, it got his batting gloves. It got his right batting glove. Look at his ass cheek. (laughs) Yeah. And that's part of your uniform. I think he's going to be out because I think it got his batting glove because you see the fingers on his batting glove go side to side. Yeah. He's going to get out on a double play by (laughs) six Uh, inches. Wow. Because if you don't have your batting gloves in your back pocket, you're safe. Yep. Wow. One finger.
2: one finger of the Vatican. You know mode.
0: what you know you know what finger it was? <laughs> <laughs> the Castellanos one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> wow. Uh he's out. He's out. That is the call, and I think that's how we're gonna end this podcast. Wow. That's a turn of events mean, doubled off on first base, and there are now two outs in the bottom of the fifth. As we leave you with this on Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon of baseball podcast, the Rangers down seven to three here in the bottom of the fifth inning as the Houston Astros look to try to tie the series. I mean, I'd be fine with a two two series just because it means that it makes it more likely that we have a game seven. We have not seen a single series go the distance. No. We've not seen a single series. Hell, we've had six out of the six out of the eight have been sweeps, right? It, that part of
1: it just is kind of like irritating.
2: The wild card round was very,
0: but there were some I mean, good
1: games, it, it was just
0: lackluster, I guess, is what yeah. I would say. So, I guess before we let everybody go. I just got another topic that popped in my head. What do we think of the rules in the playoffs, as in the new rules that we came into the season with? Pitch clock, the bigger bases, the shift. have I don't think I've seen until, was it last night? I think last night that was the first time that we had a, uh, a pitch clock violation that I noticed while watching games. I haven't watched every game, but... I've watched the majority of them and I think last night was the first time I saw pitch, pitch clock violation called. That hasn't come into play at all.
1: Yeah, I, I don't even like, you don't even notice the pitch clock or the bases mm-hmm. really at all. Um I think the shift obviously has it's created a little more entertaining defense because you're seeing athletes be more athletes. athletic, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just Kyle Schwarber grounding into a the shift. Um so that's enjoyable. From the defensive side of it, um, I'm disappointed that we don't see more stolen bases because I thought we would. But in yeah. the Agreed. playoffs,
0: yeah, I was hoping there'd be a lot more action. I feel like last year there were more stolen bases than there have been in this playoffs.
2: Freaking Kyle Schwarber had like four stolen bases last year.
0: Yeah, in one like series, right? Yeah. So get
2: two in one game.
0: I guess that'll be the interesting thing going forward is will we see a game decided by something with the new rules or not? We haven't seen it yet. And I don't think we've seen one all year outside of the, uh, the spring training walk off pitch clock violation. I think the guardians, right. Uh, in like the ninth inning or whatever it was, but, uh, we haven't right. seen that come into play yet and I don't think it will, but that'll be something to watch the next couple of weeks. As we what we've got a week and a half left of baseball, or two weeks left, three weeks, two and a half. It goes three? into November. November sixth is it the fourth of the final game or is it the sixth of the final game this year?
2: Our our sheet says the fourth.
0: Okay, then then is the fourth. Uh so yeah, today's the nineteenth, or is it the twentieth? Today's the nineteenth. Nineteenth. Yeah. So yeah. We've got twelve days left of October, and then so we've got sixteen days left of baseball. Which is kind of depressing to think about. Yeah, but, that's that's sad. So, But it should be, theoretically, the best baseball there is yet to play. So yeah. let's hope and pray for that. And as we let you go, this has been Barrels and Barrels, a Bourbon of Baseball podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button below uh, as we are looking to get to 1,000 subscribers, a big milestone. And if we get there, we'll be doing a giveaway here shortly. So hopefully be tuned in for that. Uh, Once we get to a 1,000, we'll find something to give away for you. As far as our Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, find that at Barrels and Barrels Pod. Twitter, uh, I guess that's X now, Barrels and Barrels. Find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to hit the review button. uh, Rate us. We're 20 out of 25 star reviews on Apple, 14 out of 14 five star on, on Spotify. And you can find our T-shirts and our memorabilia or whatever you want to call it over at Charlie Mike Never Weekend. And you can also get Whiskey Weather shirts now on CharlieMikeNeverWeekend.com if oh, you'd nice. like. Uh, Glassware also on our Linktree bio in uh, our YouTube. So, Or not YouTube. Well, it is on YouTube, but it's also through our IG. And again, this was brought to you by WhiskeyTowers.com. Use promo code WHISKEYWEATHER, all caps, at WhiskeyTowers.com for 10% off your order. Any final words, gentlemen? Michael.
2: Nope. Just let's go.
0: And done. <laughs>